Welcome to the Winner's Circle Real Estate Podcast, a podcast for you, the members of the Winner's Circle community. Our guest on this episode is Barry McEntee from First National Real Estate Goldburn. And the main topic we discuss in this episode is connecting with clients. We think this is a cracker episode and we hope you enjoy. Fantastic uh, to be uh, on board, Adam. Thanks for the uh, the opportunity to be along. Absolute pleasure, mate. It is um this is just it is continuing to be absolute good fun to just catch up with um with great great sales agents from around the country and talk talk all things real estate, mate. So yeah, you have you have given me a hard task, but uh, following my very good friend Kate Kilner, uh, mate. How good was Kate's interview or, or podcast? Uh, yeah, yeah man, she she knocked it out of the fantastic. park. She she did, and we've just had you know, and I really appreciate that because you know the the idea of this podcast and what we're trying to accomplish, as we said at the, at the beginning of the year, is really rebuild that feeling of community. But the amount of people who've reached out, I know personally to Kate and to to us to say you know how great it was and how much they got from it. So couldn't agree more, mate. Absolutely, and mate, last week we we're all together, or we're not all together, but uh, mate. We were together anyway. At, you and uh, I were. That's at, right. Winning ways in uh, in Brisbane. How good was that? Just to get together live again with uh, not a you know you guys did a great job with the, with the presentation, but it's just mate, you have as much fun in the breaks and chatting to people and uh, you know just catching up with uh, with with good people, mate. I love it. We have we have certainly missed that over the past twelve months. So it's nice to be back on a roll and and seeing people in the flesh again. I I couldn't agree with you more, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. Terrific. How's Goulburn specifically? Mate, we are we are exactly the same uh, as every other marketplace that I'm aware of, uh, mate, as far as uh, desperate shortage of, of listings. And, uh, mate, that was the reason that it, uh, we were we were so quick to get on the plane and get up to, to, to winning ways because we really liked um, the workshop earlier in the year that you guys did. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, the... The, the business is all about getting stock and always has been. And, uh, you know, I've got a, a new recruit starting this week and we sat down and had a good chat, Heidi and I, with, uh, with this guy and his wife yesterday. And, uh, mate, I, I love the saying that, you know, real estate's not about selling property, it's about listing property. So the fact that we, we had that great launch into the year with the, um, with the workshops, um, mate, Goulburn, as I said, exactly the same as everywhere else. If you get a listing, you've got a sale. So, yep. uh, mate, that's our marketplace. Absolutely. And, and as you say, the listings at the moment are sales and that's why it's, it's not only important to get those listings, but to make sure those people who are selling their property are looked after. They're getting, you know, they are getting that best result that's out there, not just a result. So, and that's... Well, important. that was, mate, that was a big takeaway from Winnie Ways. We had our, our sales training this morning, um, in, uh, Brody and, and Jared, and, and we're just reviewing again today um our smart sale process and just ensuring that we are doing everything at the right time to get the 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 best result for the seller not only are we conscious of our competitors like our main competitor here is is ray white mate they've just launched into a massive uh you know run of auctions and mate it was like you know couldn't believe my luck you know here's my main competitor 
Uh, half a dozen properties come on realestate.com this week under the auction system, which is, you know, part of my background from years ago. I understand it in and out. So to have that opportunity where what we're offering is so far removed and at the other end of polar opposites to what those guys are doing is, is a, just a, a ideal opportunity for us. But we're just so conscious at the moment that with the market being as strong as, as, as it is, we talk about it in the listing presentation about our negotiation skills and our ability to get, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars more. But you know what? It's a reality. And we've got to be on top of our game at the moment because if if you're not, then you can literally cost cost the seller a bucket load of cash. Absolutely. No, the, the biggest fear in this market, well, I couldn't agree with you more, is is underselling property. The we're not worried about selling them, but you're exactly right. We've got to have all all everything all the green lights in place if you will to make sure we are getting that that ultimate that ultimate result we'll kick off though we put it out to everyone every month and please do this do visit our our website which is the winners uh the winner circle dot real estate as simply as it is the winner circle dot real estate jump on there the podcast section putting your field challenges because this is a platform for us to talk about what you guys out there in the land room in your areas are struggling with the moment. And it gives us an opportunity to talk out your problems and, and how we can help. And Barry, we're lucky to have um, a couple have, have, have contacted or reached out to us about what their, their guys are going through. I might start with, if I can, uh, Jeremy Karlovsky. So Jeremy is the sales manager at Peter Lee's real estate down in Launceston. Um, he's got a team of somewhere between eight and 10 salespeople at the moment. So a lot of guys, uh, guys, girls, his team in general at different parts of their career. But he, he subscribes to the, the attitude, which I'm sure you'd agree with, if in doubt, go out. So when dealing sure. with listings, if you've got a sniff there, but what he's finding with his guys and his challenge he said he's facing is a lot of his guys are going out to the wrong people or non-qualified people and sort of burning their opportunity, if you will, when that person is ready to sell of getting back in that lounge room. So have you found that before with yourself or with your sales team, that those sort of that, that scenario playing out? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's uh, a risk at the moment where um, I've got a lot of favorite sayings, Adam, you'll, you'll hear a few of them today, but desperate people do desperate things. And uh, I use that, um, you know, when I'm talking about some of our competitors in the listing presentation, when we go to the page about um, having a salesperson on a salary as opposed to a salesperson on commission only and trying to feed the family. And it's true, desperate people do desperate things. But um, we can be running the risk in this marketplace at the moment of with such a, a shortage of stock just being desperate to, to, to get in the door. And I think that that's one of the things that's most important about having a process, having a system. We're so lucky within our program that we've got good structures to follow, um, but sometimes you forget. So I think having a really good routine, um, how you approach talking to sellers um, when you're setting up the appointment, um, I know that there are some offices where um, admin or support staff set up meetings for mm-hmm. or, or listing, you know, I'm, I'll call it a meeting because if it's been set up by an admin person, well, there's a, a far greater risk um, with no disrespect to the admin team that the right questions might not have been asked. 
yes. uh, of the prospective seller. So I think if it's for me, I, I like to think that it's the salesperson that's going to be attending the property that should be um, making the appointment. And that's your first opportunity, like talking about our broader topic today about communication. I mean, that's the, 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 the free hit you get, I think, to start that relationship on the right foot. And, um, you know, the question that I like to say to people straight away over the phone is, um, you, you know, if I'm talking to you, so Adam, I understand you'd like to sell your heart. Like Abs- that's, yep. that's cutting that's, to the chase, uh, asking, asking the question. Yes. Well, you know, if somebody's rang in and their terminology to the uh, receptionist or whoever they spoke to is, oh, look, I, I'd like to get someone to come and value our house. Yeah, or give we'd me like an appraisal. A market appraisal or, yes. or, you know, so again, I think, um, you know, it's uh, language is important within the office. And I think um, talking to the receptionist and anybody else that fills in on receptionist or whatever, we've got to use the right language. So, you know, and even as a salesperson, sometimes we don't know ourselves. Are we going to a listing presentation? You, you see someone going out the door or, or what have you, mate, what do you got on? Oh, I've got a listing. Oh, great. I hope you sign up. Oh, no, that no, won't be signing up today. Well, well then it's not, it's a, not listing. a listing presentation. It's a win over. So we've got to get that right. But if you ask that question uh, and that, you know, either written on the wall um, in your office or just entrenched in your mind, so Adam, understand you'd like to sell your heart. If, if they come back with, yeah, yeah, mate, that's exactly right. That's, that's why I'd like you to come out. Well, you know where you're heading. Yes. So I think that that's, that's um, you know, part of it is, is getting that language right um, over the phone. And then there's a whole series of other things that I think you can do in that in initial conversation. But um, by the same token. Sorry if I can jump in there, but mm. you said before that what, what that's allowing you to do, I feel it's giving you the ability to mentally and physically prepare correctly for the appointment. Because as you say, like as a salesperson, hey, I'm going out to a listing. Oh, you know, your, your leader says, I hope you signed it up. Oh, I won't be doing that today. No, that's not where they're at. Mentally, you should be saying to yourself, no, no, I'm going over to a win over. So how do I how do I make sure I'm structuring this conversation to, to have a successful win over? If we talk about price, how do I successfully do that during a win over fee, successfully doing that during a win over, which is all covered in detail in our Winning Ways manual. But getting that, that will allow you to mentally prepare and physically prepare better for that appointment, which is, which is hopefully going to set you up to get back in that lounge room when for sure. the opportunity is actually there, as you say, for them to, to, to be ready to list the property. And there's, and there's so many subtle questions. So, I mean, again, I mean, we're having a chat today. It's, there's no structure, I don't think. So, mm-hmm. uh, mate, you talk about communication. This rolls in perfectly with what Jeremy's asked. So, um, the, the key to communication, I think, is being yourself. You know, so if you want to get off on the right foot with the, with the vendor, let's have conversations, let's not have scripts. Mm-hmm. You know, just because we talk about it in the manual and the deep dive section where we talk about you know, the second question and then you get the third question. It's like an onion. You just keep peeling back the layers. But they can't be scripted. They've just got to be, be conversation. So if you have that conversation, oh, so, mate, you're thinking of, uh, of you know, you're selling your house, you're going to put it on the market. Oh, no, we're not quite at that stage yet. Oh, look, that's fine. Um, I, uh, I've got no problem coming out to, uh, to give you a, a price on what your home's worth. But 
The reason that I wanted to know whether or not you're selling is um, most people these days are fairly time poor. And uh, if I know before I come to see uh, a prospective person, a prospective seller, whatever language works however, for you. However you say that's authentic to you, yeah. However you get it through there, the bottom line is, look, mate, the reason I want to know whether or not you're selling is that I don't want to take up any more of your time um, because sometimes I think the key is to get into the conversation, get the language into the conversation that we know for certain is in that client prospective seller's head. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are rigging up with trepidation. Oh, I've got to ring a bloody real estate agent now and get them out to the house. You know, I won't be able to shake them after they come here and all that sort of thing. So, you know, we talk about a lot in, in winning ways, um, you know, um, make the um, uh, invisible visible. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about that when we're, when we're dealing with, with sellers. Well, why not, if you can do it and practice this skill, Talk about, you know, the, the, the things that you think they're probably going to be thinking. So, mate, the reason I wanted to know whether or not you're, um, you're selling is so when I come and see you, I don't want to have to take up any more of your time. Now, we do get people from time to time um, that want to get an agent out to give them a price and they've got no intention of selling. You know, mm-hmm. they might have just finished a renovation on their home. Sometimes they're renewing their insurance and it says on the insurance, um, you know, how Sometimes much is your house lonely. worth. They're lonely, you know, um, and, you know, at the end of the day, if you talk about that on that initial phone conversation, if they are one of those people, wouldn't it be nice to know before you get there? Yeah. And then you can say, look, that's not a problem at all. We can come over. I can do all that stuff for you. And um, if, you don't, if you don't ask the right questions, then you're not going to get the right answer and you're not going to know whether or not you're going to a genuine listing presentation or not. So that's the, the answer um, in, in its um, in first stage to Jeremy is, look, uh, is everyone using the right language in the mm-hmm. office? Is everyone using the right terminology? Uh, and are we asking people before we get to the property, what is the purpose of this appraisal? You can, you can give it a broad term and appraisal. There's no problem with that. But then... When you get to the listing, you should know, hopefully before you get there, but very, very quickly um, after you arrive, if you don't know before you get there, am I at a listing presentation or am I at a winover? And I, I think one of the benefits of knowing the answer to that final question as well, it's helping you plan your day. It's helping you allow to how much time am I, am I going to need to put aside as a professional in terms of travel time, sit down time, back to the office time? How can I structure the rest? Because if, if listings are in such high demand at the moment, we want to make sure that we're, we're doing our, our follow-up with our prospective sellers that we're in touch with the community. We want to make sure we get our prospecting in or knocking on doors if we're doing these things. And when we carve out an hour and a half, two hours out of our day for a 20-minute win-over, we're then flying by the seat of our pants for that next hour and are we cruising, are we just reacting as opposed to, to working in structures? And I think the professionals in this sort of market are very much in control of their day. They know where they're going, who they're going to see, why they're going to see it and what results they expect to get from that. And I like that, Barry, just the simple asking the right questions, to, like ask the questions to get the answers that you want to know. If you, if you yeah. start there and, and asking in an authentic way, in a clear way that it doesn't, doesn't 
confuse the the prospective seller or the homeowner what you're asking. Just that direct. I understand you want to, you know, you're looking at selling your house. See what yeah, keep it simple. And um, you know, the other thing too that I just thought of when you were talking, um, you know, and and I'll be looking forward to seeing uh, Jeremy and the team next month. I'll be in Launceston. Yeah. playing uh, national hockey titles down there. But, you know, I think that when you've got a big team or even if it's a small team, if there's any sort of uncertainty um, or lack of clarity between the leader and the salespeople, the sales controller and the salespeople about, about their targets and, um, you know, making sure that we're all being open, honest and truthful uh, about the targets that we set, then... Sometimes the reason that a salesperson might be going to what they are they are terming a listing presentation is because they've looked at their diary and um, there's not many genuine listing presentations in there. So one of the things that I would say be above all else, be honest with each other, be genuine. If you're straight as a salesperson, if you're struggling and you think that you've set targets that are not your targets, that they're the targets that your sales controller or leader want, and then you're, you're fudging uh, you know, appointments, that's not going to end well for anyone. So It's, it's short-term thinking, well and yeah. true. Like it just yeah. is, in, in, yeah. If you're, mate, you couldn't be, if you're ever working in an environment where you're doing things or setting appointments to get your leader off your back, your leader doesn't want to be on your back. Your leader wants the best for you They and they want to help you. And it, you're better off saying, I've got no listing appointments this week because you can, you can treat that as opposed to going, I'm going out to all these pretend appointments because you're treating the wrong, the wrong symptoms there. 100%. So I think um, if in doubt, go out. And I, I heard a good line from Peter Tran at the workshops about, um, you know, in this, in this situation, we, don't, we, we need to be careful. And that's what I like about the way that the um, Winnie Ways is evolving and the smart sale is that we've got to move with the times and, and, and roll with the punches, as they say, read the market. Yes. So, you know, we know that to do a, an effective listing presentation can sometimes take two hours, you know. Um, most of the time, you're going to find yourself there for an hour or, or more. But if you've not got any relationship with the prospective seller and they're sort of saying, oh, mate, you know, maybe we might get you to come out and let us know what the property's worth. Like, I loved it and Pete turned around and he said, yeah, sure, mate, we can do that. It'll only take 15 minutes, you know. Just give me an opportunity to come over and I'll have a bit of a yarn to you. I mean, that's just getting your foot in the door. Absolutely. And if you get there, so we've got to be really smart, I think, about how we, we go about getting, getting in. And that's the beauty of that Winover uh, folder, if you want to call it that, um, that um, mate, we're using really effectively. Um, it's just such a great leave behind and you can have a chat to people for five minutes or five hours about that because it leads straight into the listing kit. I mean, let's face it, it's, the, it's page one of the listing, listing folder when you're talking about the eight key points. But if, you, if you've got that in your hand and you're there and you're, you're just really getting a foot in the door, um, but you know what you're doing in that instance is um, taking the fear out of the seller's mind he said it's only going to be 15 minutes. That's cool. I've only got to have the real estate agent in my house for 15 minutes. And then you get there, you win them over, you reappoint, you go back at another time. Absolutely. And just to, to clarify what you mean there, Barry, for, for those listening, um, 
the the win over folder that we're talking that that's our our first impression packs um part of what we send out with our first impression pack has an introductory to your agency but also the the eight points that are on the sales roadmap as part of our our formal listing presentation so it helps allow some structure to the win over conversation as well as as well as giving the potential seller an idea of what you're going to talk about um can we jump on to because i think i think we we really covered some good stuff there baz the other the other uh field challenge that we got at the moment and, and this I, I do find this an interesting one in that and this comes from josh kibble so josh has recently taken over Drummond Real Estate from Peter Drummond in, in Albury, Wodonga with his um, with his business partner, Rion. And, and Joshua and I were speaking this week. And you can probably relate to this, but I'm sure a lot of us listening can, is that they're finding at the moment one of their great challenge is because of the high volumes of buyer inquiry that they're dealing with. And Joshua was talking about that they're up about three, four, five hundred percent for what they're normally dealing with. So five times the amount of buyer inquiry. They have, they have high standards in their office about how quickly they get back to those buyers and how well they service and look after those, those what, are, what they know to be future sellers. He said, look, we're really struggling with that at the moment simply because of the, the volumes that we, are, that we are dealing with. So that's a really interesting challenge because his challenge isn't necessarily about looking after those those buyers today but he's knowing that if we don't look after them effectively that's going to impact on the reputation of my business in the future so are you are you finding that yourself barry is that something that you have a, a perspective on yeah most definitely and i think sometimes too um in regional centers country towns whatever you want to call it we've got this um which all businesses should have but you know there's sometimes we feel like we're under the microscope a little bit more because you do know a lot of people around town and um, mm -hmm. you know there's that there's that um, perspective I suppose that you want to get back to people as quickly as possible which we should I mean another thing I've got written down on my whiteboard that I got from uh, uh, one of the guys earlier in the year is that speed trumps perfection um, I think again it was Pete talking to me when corona uh, hit and the thing is we've we've always talked about it in winning ways uh, about how, how impressed people are by speed so yes. one of the things and we're 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 pretty slow learners down here at Goulburn First National sometimes like <laughs> some of the things that I learned 11 years ago when I went to the to the agency profit system and you know we're still getting them in now but We've got a good system in place now for, you know, 50% of our inquiry comes via email and, 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 and the rest by phone. Yes. So, you know, we've tried all sorts of automated responses and, you know, different things to get back to people. And I'm sure there's people out there that are smarter than me with technology, but we've taken the, the, um, the, I suppose, um, stance at the moment when we get an inquiry what we want to do is get back to those people from the company's point of view as quickly as possible even if it's not salesperson okay so right our yes. sales secretary our um all of our inquiries that come by the web doesn't matter where they come from a portal or via our website they they go to laura okay mm -hmm. and laura has got that generic email address on her phone and she'll 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 manage those inquiries overnight, weekends, and all that sort of thing, and then distribute them around to the guys. That's part of what she she's happy to do. 
Yes. So we get an immediate response straight back that's personalised and it just says, hi, Adam, thanks for your inquiry uh, on such and such a street. Just want to let you know we've received it because um, okay. that's, that's the thing that most people don't do. And so, look, I've passed it on to Barry or the salesperson. Don't, don't be concerned. They will, they will contact you, but it, yeah, it, don't, don't be surprised if it takes a little while. We're extremely busy. Whatever it is, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, whatever words you, you put in there. But so, as you say, I like that. The company first and then the individual. That's, that's a, yeah, it's, it's an acknowledgement. People want to know that they've been heard. They want to know that, yeah, so great. Love it. And, and what it is, it's just a matter of, um, I mean, we it's just, you know, so many ways to communicate with each other, CCing each other into emails or WhatsApp or text or whatever. But if if that gets sent back and then the salesperson is um, copied into that, then they know know where it's at. And I mean, then if they go, well, okay, I'm under the pump here. I've got a little bit of time. I'll, I'll ring this person. And when they ring, if they choose their language the right way, look, Adam, I'm really sorry. It's taken me a couple of hours to get back to you, as you know. Market's absolutely red hot. You're, you're framing up absolutely. the next part. So guess what? It took me three hours to get back to you because I've got 300 people that want to look at this house. So yeah. when you come and look at it, when you want to buy it, guess what? You'd be paying the asking price. So, but yeah, and then there's an acknowledgement. Oh, I, uh, I know you got Laura's email. And so what you're doing is setting up from a, a level of professionalism, which is above and beyond 90% of our competitors. Okay. Now, we're doing the same thing with um, phone calls where mm-hmm. it's appropriate. So mm-hmm. we've got some really good, well-trained admin people. And most of the people that are following our program um, with the leader circle, yeah, we've got reasonable sized teams. But even if you do your day and you've got one person um, backing up the sales team, then if you can get that um, admin person, like Jody, for example, used to be our receptionist. She's now working in the admin team, doing a bit of PA work for me. Jody will pick up the phone and say, "Hi, Adam. Just want to let you know that we have got, you know, your message. You rang. You spoke to the receptionist. It's passed on to Barry. Um, look, I'm I'm not in the sales team, but I wanted to let you know we've got your inquiry, and he'll be back in contact with you that day. So now that might." You know, that might not solve the problem, Josh, in the sense that um, it's still a resource and, mm-hmm. and you're saying you run off your feet, but you can get admin people to do things that are key to today's market. And that's what we're saying before. We've got to roll with the punches. We've got to evolve. Like at the moment, we've got no stock. We've got, um, you know, uh, run off our feet with buyers. Well, if you've got no stock, then whoever's job it is in the office to be processing the listings getting the listings on the real estate, you know, guess what? They're not I bet as under they've the got pump. a hole in their day. So yep. shift the resource from somebody that's normally working on, um, you know, listing, uh, processing listings to getting back to buyers. And I think once again, to, to translate that a little bit to the, the salespeople listening to this there, I, I think what the, the bigger point that Barry's making there is for you as an individual, if, there's, if you're worried about that you haven't been able to service uh, the buyers that, that, you're, that you're responsible for servicing sellers, wherever your, your time is being demanded elsewhere and you're, you're conscious of the impact that's going to have in the future, it's about sitting with your leader. It's about talking out what are some strategies, what are some processes, perhaps even you can put into place on an individual level. And I mean, you know, it might be, 
you know, if, if it is just you and you're worried about you, what, what is, how does Adam Horth factor into this as the salesperson? Do I send a text message after a certain period of time if I haven't been able to respond to an email or do I send an email first saying you will get a phone call later? Just something that you can do there on an individual basis. It doesn't necessarily have to be around buyers. But And Barry, love what you're saying, absolutely. But just taking that as a bigger picture is in this market, how do you adapt to make sure that these people are being, they're having a positive experience with you and your agency even if they don't do business with your agency. And I think that is that is very important for you to think about the long-term impacts to your personal reputation, your agency's reputation in a market such as the one that the seller's market we're experiencing at the moment. So, But you're 100% right. Not, and I'm, I'm reading between the lines that, that part of what Josh is um, concerned about is that we know that during the day there's some really key tasks that salespeople need to do and we know prospecting is number one yes so the fear is that if you're spending too much time with buyers and you don't know whether they're good or bad and buyers until you until you you've contacted them in some way shape or form then you might be concerned that you, you're not doing enough in the way of prospecting but i think it's it's really important that you know that level of professionalism that speed that we get back to people if you've got the big picture approach to your career and your business, then you just got to be sometimes um, looking long term to say, well, okay, if we're putting resource and we're putting extra effort into our level of service and communication to the buyers, then you know for sure that some of those people will become sellers one day. And sometimes we fear that, oh, yeah, but I need a listing like tomorrow. Uh, and that person, if they buy the house off me or buy off someone else, well, they might not, um, you know, be listing for five or ten years. But just bear in mind always that when people are dealing in real estate, whether they're selling or buying, every single person within their sphere of influence, everyone within their family, everyone at work knows that they're in the market. Let's say it's a first home buyer, okay? So if there's... 20 agents in Albury and, you know, there's only one agency that gets back to people um, with speed and professionalism, then guess what's going to happen when they go to work tomorrow, they go home and see mum and dad, oh, how'd you go in that house? Oh, well, look, you know, we didn't hear back from half the agents, but this guy at, um, you know, uh, Drummond uh, Real Estate, he got straight back to us and um, you know, I know that I know that you're thinking of selling your house, mum and dad. You should ring that guy because, Absolutely. you know, yep. they're the only ones that got back to us. So it, it might be big picture thinking, but it doesn't always take, you know, um, 10 years for that um, to trickle through because everybody within the sphere of influence will know what's going on. And the question that they ask that prospective buyer or what have you, is the same as what we get asked all the time. Everyone says to the real estate agent, how's the market? Everyone says to the first-time buyer that's frustrated, oh, how's the house hunting going? Like, it's a conversation starter. And, awesome. you know, they'll let everyone know who's, who's doing a good job. Don't worry. And they'll certainly let everyone know who's doing a bad job as well. Probably, probably Even more. more so. <laughs> Absolutely. Mate, that's some, that's some really great stuff there. I'm sure, you know, not only Jeremy and Joshua for their teams, but also everyone listening, there's parallels them for, for them to take in there. So absolutely sensational stuff, mate. No worries.
So we're just going to move into uh, exciting part of the podcast where we get to shine a spotlight on our, our top performers and we're going to take a look, Barry, at our, at our results that we achieved in, uh, in February for, um, for our salespeople and our BDMs there. But if we can start with our salespeople, I, I wanted... Um, so this is an opportunity, as we said, not only to acknowledge uh, the people who've made, um, made the, the top end of the rankings, but also to acknowledge anyone who hasn't featured in the top 10 or top 15 or top 20 before for their respective uh, result. But once again, I, I think I'm not incorrect when I say that this is the case last month, but it's once again the case this month that uh, everyone who's made our top 20 salespeople for the month have all previously featured within the top 20 before, which is just fantastic. I love to see that consistency. But coming in at, uh, at number three for the month was David Bishop, or affectionately known as Bisho, up in Page and Pierce at Townsville. And um, David did uh, did 18 sides for the month. So that's uh, he was involved in uh, uh, 18 either listing sold or sales made. But um, from a dollar's point of view, David wrote uh, $92,826,000 for the, uh, sorry, $92,826 for the month of February. So fantastic work. Great result for Bish, isn't it? And yeah. uh, if anyone hasn't listened to the interview uh, that Gary did with Bish from last year, uh, you should do that because I've, I've had the um, you know uh, opportunity to go to Todd's office a few times and meet all of the team. But um, you know they're, they're just great, great, quiet achievers up there in Townsville. And knowing that Bish uh, has probably done half of that from the golf course and the pool, so imagine how many, <laughs> imagine how many you could do, Bish, if you got out of the pool. Be focused, and for those of you keen to listen to that interview, that's available on iTrain. So members of the Winner Circle community have have obviously full access to our iTrain service. So um, number two and number one both featuring from the same agency, and it's an agency absolutely kicking goals at the moment. But that's our first national King and Heath in Barnsdale, and at number two there we had Richard O'Byrne. So Richard did twenty two sides for the month and wrote a total of one hundred and seventeen thousand. $557 unconditional for February. So once again, fantastic work to Richard there. Oh, outstanding to Marto and the team down there. Um, yeah. They're inspirational, what they've been through. You know, it, it didn't take us long to forget about the bushfires, did it, when the no, it uh, really coronavirus didn't. got a hold of Absolutely. it? Absolutely. That uh, was uh, that push to the back of the paper. They are, uh, they're inspirational, those guys. Well done. And their consistency, and it's on all levels because, as as I said, tw two from that office. But in uh, in first place for the month of February, congratulations, especially to Monica Morehouse, who twenty three sides in total for a total of one hundred and twenty two thousand nine hundred dollars written for for February. So absolutely fantastic work to Monica there. So congratulations to our to everyone in our in our top twenty salespeople, but uh, but those those three as well as a special note. Uh, BDMs, we move into next, Baz. So we've got our um, our top 10 of, of BDMs and we've got one of these is is actually her first time in, in the top 10 and we'll, we'll circle down to her for a second. But just want to mention our, our, top, our top three or four, if you will, for the month. And um, Joe Niewand, once again, from Smarter Property Management, who took out the first position last month. She has once again taken out first position this month and Joe uh, generated 34 new property managements for her for her team in the month of February so yeah outstanding yeah that's and a, I, I see a lot of uh, a lot of familiar faces there too um, at the top or familiar names um, 
um, with Emily Smart and Renee up there again in uh, Townsville. Um, they're so consistent, Adam. They are, they are. And and you see that from the pros, Barry. It's not a good month. It is that it's that consistent how they're performing over a one, two, three, four, five year period. And and you do see that from a lot of these these quality BDMs. But you're absolutely right. We Emily Smart once again in there at number two with 14 leads generated. And Cherie Goodwin and Renee Dunstan sharing uh, sharing third position there with 12 managements generated for um for the month of February. So just just exciting work there. So Cherie's based with our Ben Ben Price at Calandra City Realty, and once again Renee, as you said, up north at Page and Pierce with um with Todd and Sue and the whole team there. Yep, congratulations. I want to take a special moment to mention uh, Tammy Allen. So Tammy came in at number ten. And this is actually her first time featuring in the top 10. So Tammy wrote, uh, was able to generate six new managements for her team. And so just Tammy, you're in some really good company there. There's some absolute professionals in our, in our Winner Circle community as BDMs. And so for you to be able to crack that top 10 is, um, is, is a worthy, worthy, uh, a, um, I know it's a worthy achievement is what I'm trying to say, Baz. So fantastic work, Tammy. Well, you're not lost for words very often, Adam, so we'll let, you, we'll let you off. Well done, Tammy. Absolutely. And that, uh, that barrier actually is a, is a perfect transition. You, you mentioned there, um, you know, Bish on the golf course. Well, you, you're a man and, and, you know, that you get along with everyone, you connect with people. It's like, you know, I, I'm assuming, you know, you are well and truly aware of your ability to connect with such a um, such a variety of different type of people. And although we've already been going, um, you know, for forty five odd minutes or, or thereabouts, but let's let's wrap up. Let's spend these last um, time, uh, last bit of our time together talking a bit more specifically around this topic of of connecting with clients. And and if I can, I I want to talk to you. Let's let's set this if we can in a in a listing setting because although that's um there'll be transferable takeaways that you'll be able to talk about. I can do this with buyers and prospecting and that as well, but it really is in that listing presentation that we spoke about earlier where we are game on and our ability to connect as quickly as possible and, and making sure we're having comfortable conversations and authentic conversations, like you said before, with these people. So let's talk about when we first arrive at the home, Baz. So we're, we're arriving, we, we know we're there, or we, we're pretty confident we're there for a listing. What, what are some of the things maybe before you get to the door, what's going through your mind in terms of the people that you're, you're about to meet with and, and, and have, a, have a discussion with? Well, I said earlier on, Adam, uh, one of the things that I've learned over the years um, is you've got to be yourself, okay? So it doesn't matter whether or not we're um, following um, uh, you know, a listing presentation through Winning Ways for Smart Sale or... You know, just to give a bit of background to some people, um, you know, I, I didn't realise, but I, I found out just before Christmas that I, I just uh, rolled over 30 years in the real estate industry. So I, like a, a lot of people, I stumbled into real estate. I, mm -hmm. I, I left school and they call it a gap year these, these days, but I just took the year off because <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't overly keen to go to ANU uh, University in Canberra back in 1990 and studied tourism and hospitality, specialising in Japanese. I mean, that would have been a different career path. But so over those years in, in real estate, I've done a lot of different jobs. I was a salesperson in the Campbelltown area, 
southwest of Sydney, and then I ended up being a, a corporate auctioneer. So um, I've got a, a good a good background um, in you know all sides of of real estate. But what I've learned over the years is that even when you've got and uh, and which I just think that this listing presentation, the smart sale, I'm not just saying it is is the best that I've seen, and that's why we're doing it. But it doesn't matter how good your presentation is, it doesn't matter how good your support material is, or whether you're working in the top office in town or where wherever it is. We know that people buy off people. Okay, so what you've got to do is is get onto a level with those clients that is a, is appropriate, you know, yes. like depending on, you know, their background. So I think doing as much research as you can on the client before you get there. Like I said, you need to go know before you go out to an appointment, whether it's a listing appointment, whether it's a, it's a win over. So, you know, spend a bit of time. Um, there's no blind dates now as far as, um, you know, uh, people choosing a real estate agent. They'll mm-hmm. Google us, they'll check us out on Facebook and all that type of thing. So how much time do we spend trying to find out a little bit about about these people? Now, you want to be a little bit careful. You don't want to be a stalker and you know, turn up and uh, I had a guy work for us once um, uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, people were threatening to take out restraining orders on him because, you know, he was nice. just a Facebook, um, you know, person and, uh, you know, you, you've got to have a bit of common sense. So, yes. like, but do a bit of recon. I mean, if you ask the right questions uh, of people before you go out there, and we've got them all in the manual, the Bill Nasby questions, you know, but you can refine those and, so, you know, if you're going out to see someone, okay, Adam, you think you're selling your house? Yep. Yeah, well, I am. Okay, where you're off to? And just tell me a little bit about it. It just makes it less awkward when you yes. get there. And yep. and if you've just had a, a conversation, I'll keep using that, that terminology, don't be scripted. Have a conversation with somebody about, okay, so um, you've got that job transfer. Tell me, you know, when's that going to happen? And how's the family feel about it? And you know, again, you just, you, you know when to to stop asking questions when people pull down the shutters and what have you. But if you want to be um, in the best chance to not only win the listing, but just um, get on well with the people before you get there, find out a bit about them and, and use some common sense as to when to, to slip that into the conversation. It's the same as what I was saying to the, the boys in our training today about when we... Uh, go out to see people, the vendor doesn't know that we've got access necessarily to RP data and when they bought the property and what month and all that sort of thing. So just be a little bit careful not to come over as a complete stalker as well when you, oh, Adam, so I know you you bought the house in April back in 2016. I remember it was a wet month that year. (laughs) Just calm down, relax. And, and, And I think that's important. It's I, I can there's there's two things on that um that, that immediately popped to mind and and I'll 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 start with the RP data one but I'll circle back to those questions if I can Baz because with the RP data I I can't tell you and this is earlier on in my career I, I wouldn't say it happens as often now but salespeople would get themselves all ready for their for their presentation they'd go out with a report on the property and what's sitting on RP data might have been a twenty year old photo of the house 
Correct. Pe- people would take offense to that. Oh, you should have seen this guy who came out. He had a photo that was 20 years old of the house, didn't know what he was doing. And that's what they focus on because they haven't framed that that's like where their information's from. So you talk about being a stalker and having too much information. It's also them not understanding what that information is and where you've got it from. They think that's the photo he or she's going to use in the in the now marketing of the property. And they think Correct. Yeah, so so that's that's a really interesting point there. But I remember years ago I, I started to identify and realize those questions that you talk about asking, where are you off to? What do you do for work? You know, is that why you, all those things? It's actually when you're setting the appointment on the phone that you're gonna get a lot of that information out of the person because people, you know, husbands and wives or couples before you come out. They have that confidence, right, the agent's going to get here. We're not going to talk about this. We're not going to, you know, like they get their guard up. Clam up. Yep. Absolutely. The guard's not up as much when they're on the phone. Just, I'm just going to ring the agent and make an appointment. They're, they're not. And so that's when the opportunity can arise to get some more information out, out of those out of those oh, prospects. 100%. And I mean, people are happy to, to have a chat if, if, if you're asking the questions in the right fashion. And I mean, um, I can't remember, it was years and years ago, I went to some training course uh, uh, where they used this phrase, um, the benefit to you. You know, It was probably back when I was getting taught how to sell uh, auctions and vendor paid advertising. So the benefit to you, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, of uh, having a giant signboard in your front yard that looks absolutely ridiculous and a photo <laughs> of the front of the house. That's the one that I always love when they do the picture boards and they, they use the photo of the front of the house. Uh, or the swimming pool in Goulburn in the middle of winter. <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing is that that that, that that's something that's stuck in my mind over the years, and I've adapted that to to my way of um, of talking with people now. The benefit to you, so the benefit to the vendor of being a normal person on the phone is before before you get out there, they go, oh, geez, he didn't seem too bad for a real estate agent. You know, he's a bit interested in. Where we're off, where we're you know where we're off to, and what what we're doing, but it just it just puts you in a position like I still get nervous before every listing presentation and and, and going into someone's house and and uh, you know when you're ready to talk about the key points with price and all that all that type of thing. But you notice that I mean it's an obvious one. You're less nervous with people that you've dealt with in the past. So when you've got someone. Uh, that's on your personal marketplace and you sold them the house and you met them at the doors and you know a little bit about them, well, just copy that um, thinking across to someone that you've never met before. Mm-hmm. But if you've had a good conversation with them on the phone and you know a little bit about them and you can have a bit of a chat and you know when people want to get off the phone if you're perceptive. Um, but asking asking the right questions before you get out there, just on that as well, I, I really like to try and find out where they're thinking price-wise if, if I can because yeah. let's face it, um, any real estate uh, salesperson who is honest will tell you that you still get nervous when you talk about price you know, because you're just waiting for that reaction. And if you can, again, just work that into the conversation, I'm finding now that more and more people, um, uh, it feels to me that a higher percentage of people are... are less guarded and more um, willing to talk about price. And I, I put that down to the amount of time that everybody is spending now online looking at realestate.com. I'll just use realestate.com as an, as example, an example, domain, whatever it is, all homes. 
But we know that they're online flat out looking at not only the next place that they want to go to, but also checking out, um, you know, the price of their own home by looking they're, at They're self-appraising. The they're absolutely. all doing yep. it. They're yep. all doing it. So again, let's, let's just get rid of the elephant or talk about the elephant in the room. So I like to say to people, and I know there's a hundred different scripts and, 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 and people can do it whatever they, way they like. But if you're having that good conversation before you go out and you say, look, um, sometimes I'll just be direct and just say, so whereabouts do you think your place sits in the market? Boom, mm -hmm. shut up and yep. see what they say. And then again, the second question, if they say, oh, well, they're not sure because, you know, that's why we're getting you out. So, oh, look, that surprises me a little bit that you haven't got a clue what your house is worth. Because what I'm finding more and more now that other people that we're going out to see tell me that they've done an automated valuation report via the ANZ bank or, you know, so you're not engaging with them and sort of accusing them of not knowing but it's the old tell a story tell yes. us from the other person's point of view and say well look that's um that's okay that's why i'm coming out to see you but um i'm, I'm a bit surprised because just about everybody these days is having a bit of a look around and if you, do, you know you've got to use language that works for you but if you can you can um, disarm the people at that stage then they'll more than likely say, oh, look, well, we're not sure, but we think it's, you know, it's this price or that price. But, of course, the, the, the best way to, to try and um, wrap that up quickly is to say, again, what's the benefit to the seller of you being as organised as you can be when you get there? You're taking up less of their time. So if you say, look, so that I can take up less of your valuable time when I'm there, Mm -hmm. I like to do as much research as I can before I get there. So I've got, if I've got a bit of an idea of whereabouts your property will sit in the market, then um, you know I'll be able to bring the right and relevant information. So, and again, I know we're just you know chopping and changing here, but if you if if part of your routine when you're setting the appointment is to ask them how long have you been there. You know, tell me a bit about your house and what improvements have you made. You know, that old RP data thing's not much good if they've, you know, built on another three bedrooms and completely renovated the house. So, again, get as much information as you can where it's relevant, where the people are happy to talk so that when you get there, they might not be on your personal marketplace or they might not be a house that you've sold before. But if you've had a really good conversation with them, you're not walking in as a stranger. That's, so yeah, I yeah. think that's a really, a really important thing. There's not much point, you know, okay, I'll see you, you know, 12.30 on Tuesday or whatever it is, see you later, form, and then you're going in cold. You've yeah. got to start from scratch. I, I often encourage my salespeople because I, I always found it was something that, that I allowed me to set better listing appointments. I... I, I hate, and I use the word hate, I know it's a strong word, but I hate seeing my guys get a code A, or as we call it, so an incoming seller, mm -hmm. like a seller yep. calls up, hey, I want to want to sell my house. They pull out their laptop soon as they, and throw the address in so they got the house in front of them. I love having conversations with people not bringing up the house because yep. it means that you genuinely are digging and searching and looking for information and trying to get it out of them as if you didn't have access to that. Of course, you're going to jump on there and look at it, like to, to prep for the appointment, but you don't need that information to set the appointment. I, I find that if you can get yourself into the habit 
of not bringing up the RP data or the price finder, whatever, whatever database you're using for your, for your housing information. If you can avoid looking at that before you've set an appointment, whilst you're, sorry, whilst you're setting the appointment, avoid it then. I feel that's going to give you the ability to have a better conversation because you're going to instinctively, therefore, ask more questions, exactly like you said about comparisons, price, expectation, style of property. And you're not distracted, you yeah. know. Like people, people can tell. Um, you want to be. They can hear you. Engaged. They can hear you typing you away know, as you. you, know, as you yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And 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 they might think that either. You know, they don't know that you're looking up their house necessarily. They're thinking, like, this guy can't even give me his time on the phone. He's sending an email to someone or, uh, you know, looking up um, something online. So, yeah, mate, I reckon that's the key. The other thing that I like to do when I get there, and I it took, it took me uh, a while to break the habit of doing the tour straight away. And I it's think... It's funny, I wanted a, to ask you that. I, that's yeah. A, thank you. So, and... I'm gonna when I ask Gary um, Barry there is is exactly that is everyone invites us straight away. Do you want to come and have a look at the house? Do you? Yeah. What's your? And I want to ask you what's your preference. So let's let's jump into that. That's great. Well, I think the thing is um, another thing that I and I've learned all of this stuff uh, through through uh, through winning ways that was just it's obvious now, but I mean you know picking your position and setting your position of where you want to be. Like I was saying to the boys this morning, I went into a place the other day and they had, you know, the lounges there and they had the coffee and everything ready to go. And and uh, and I just, um, so like everyone's different with what they, they want to take with them. But I've always got, you know, like you, you know, you've either got your kit, you've got your win-over folder. I've always got the laptop um with me and um you know just you know i just work better off a small laptop than i do off an ipad um but you've got a couple of things under your arm and so that is my way of a picking the position that Mm -hmm. i want to go to Mm -hmm. so if i go into the house like i did uh, yesterday people were were hoping you know they were just assuming we were going to sit out in the lounge i hate the lounge never going to go there unless you can avoid it yes um over to the table, I'll look, do you mind if I put my stuff down? Before we have a look around, do you mind if I just put my stuff down here? And so you're standing next to the table. You pick the spot that you want. You say, actually, while we're here, do you guys mind if we just sit down? And I've generally then, I, I, you know, I'm old school. I've got a clipboard with a, you know, a, a, a form, tick and flick and, and all that sort of thing. I just want to find out a few things uh, about, um, you know where you guys are off to, or what you're doing, or however, you, however you, you term it, just just before we we have a look around the property, it's just going to make it, it a bit quicker. You know, I use that. It's just going to make it a bit quicker, and I don't want to emphasize overemphasize the fact that you know we should be always saying to people, you know, about um, wanting to um, make the best of their time. But I mean, let's face it, everybody these days is so busy. Yes, I've got retirees that want to get you out the door because <laughs> of the fact that they've got to get on a Zoom meeting or something. So, like, there's people that don't work that are busy that just want to get out of here. But the other thing is too, and as I said, uh, make the invisible visible or talk about the things that they're already thinking. In some respects, they're thinking, geez, I hope this doesn't take too long. So if you keep using terminology, like, I just like to um, make things as quick as I can for you today. I don't want to rush it, but let's face it, you know, you said on the phone that you've got to go and pick the kids up from school or whatever it is. So, and then if you sit down 
um, then the, the the biggest benefit I find of um, of not doing the tour first is that if you weren't able to establish before you got there whether or not it's a listing presentation or a win over or you misdiagnosed it on the phone and you thought that it was a listing presentation, then you can take, you can take 20 minutes having a look around the house and then you sit down and you find out that you're there for insurance purposes. So that's no good to anybody. Yep. But the thing is, if you, if you have that conversation, I also find that it just gives you a chance to take a deep breath, you know, relax, sit down, let's have a bit of a talk about it. I think one of the things that um, we've been taught over the years, but we don't always we don't always do, is um, ask the client what their expectation is of today's meeting. So, Adam, when we spoke on the phone, you said that you guys were looking to uh, get your place on the market pretty well straight away because you've got that um, uh, job transfer coming up. Um, so, I just just wanted to find out, like, a, 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 you know, you're in a position today where once we have a look around the property. Now, I know that this is moving pretty quick, but I've got this clothes that I call the Jerry Maguire clothes. So I know a, a lot of the younger people wouldn't have ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire from the 90s with Tom Cruise. Oh, that, but... If you have not seen the movie Jerry Maguire, <laughs> your only takeaway from this podcast is go out and watch that movie. You'll You'll love every second of it. Well, the thing about the Jerry Maguire clothes is the, is the bit where, I don't want to give the, 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 the script away, but there's a line in there where the girl says, you had me at hello. Okay, so he gives this big, long-winded thing, and Jerry, you had me at hello. So what I think sometimes there's an opportunity to do, uh, and again, this takes time, takes practice, and sometimes a bit of experience. We can be set up for this big two-hour listing presentation, we can be either assuming that the vendors are getting in multiple agents, or they might have told us that. But if you've got the ability, uh, and again, it's don't do this at home. <laughs> don't do this at home. Is that what they say? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't try this at home. Yes. Don't try this at home. But sometimes you can just be a little bit bold, and you can say to people, look. I just wanted to clarify, you mentioned on the phone that, um, you know, you were getting some other agents in, but look, I get the impression that you guys are ready to go. Like if, 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 if you're happy with what we talk about today, like I, I just want to see what page we're on here. And again, it, it rolls better once it's live and you can ask them what their expectations are. Um, but I get the impression that you guys would be, be comfortable to list your property with Golden First National shut up and see what they say. See what happens. Or if they haven't, if they haven't, if it hasn't come up in the conversation sometimes about whether or not there's competitors, just, just say, look, um, you know, I'm, I'm finding that, um, you know, people are really connecting with our smart sale and, you know, they're, they're um, uh, aware of the fact that we've uh, got a very strong market share. Um, I don't want to um, be presumptuous here, but um, I get the impression that you guys are happy to list with us. If if you can pull that off, then you can shortcut half of half of the staff. You can't shortcut cementing the sale, but you can you can sometimes. And Adam, sometimes people just go, "Well, yeah, mate, of course, yeah." yeah. Well, we've got you. That's here. why we're here. So so again, I know that's a long-winded way of doing it. Not at all. Can I can it, I throw in there like in it's a terminology I like to use with my sales but, but I think it, it it actually works imperfectly there Baz and it also sets the stage for it I I often will ask my my newer sales what speed 
do you drive onto the highway? Speed limit's 100k an hour. What speed do you drive onto the highway? No matter what they say, the answer to the question is you get on the highway at the speed that the traffic is going. Because you get on 100 yep. kilometers an hour and it's a standstill, you're going to smack up the back of someone. If if you get on it, you know, like whatever, you can see where the analogy is going. Yeah. So what we're doing there is we've got to merge with the traffic. We've got to, we've got to match the speed that that traffic's going to successfully get onto that highway. Take that and put it into the lounge room. How, how fast are you going through your listing presentation? How fast are you getting into things with this initial? And we, this is what we're talking about today is connecting with that client. How, part of that is speed. Part of that is, is where are they at in the process so we can get on the same page that they're on to. You're, you're talking of sitting down and say, look, while we're standing here next to the table, let's sit down and you're having that 15, 20 minute conversation. That's your opportunity to merge the pace at which that presentation is going to travel at. I, I really like that because it, it definitively sets an opportunity for you to go, the purpose of that part of the conversation, as we call it the deep dive, and it is, it's to find their emotional center point and, and work out what is this presentation about. We know probably selling the house is the solution to the problem, but what is the problem? What are we, what are we actually trying to solve? That, that merging that pace is going to happen. You're going to find out where they're at. In that in that 15 20 minutes i love it mate it's fantastic 100 oh, percent. but again a lot of it comes down to um asking the right questions before you get there you can't turn up cold and just start saying to people oh, i tell you ready to list your house with us but you get a feeling you know like you know you, you can read people um the main reason i don't like to do the tour is that after you've done the tour uh, if you do the tour first then the vendor is entitled to turn around and ask you what you think the house is worth Yes. Uh, if you if if you have the deep dive first, um, or you have the, the the conversation first, then if they ask you what do you think about the house, well then you say, well look, I can't obviously tell you yet because I haven't had a look around. But if you've got that person and we know that they're out there, if if they're like shock horror when you say, look, can we sit down and have a yarn before you have a look around? Uh, and there, if, if if you get the feeling, well, no, they want to go and look around. Well, you can't mm -hmm. have a look around. You know, you've yep. got to roll read the punches and yep. read the play. And that's why I love so much about this current, you know, where we've got to in 2021 with the um, the the winners circle and and um, you know the win over um, boulder and um, you know the way the listing kit is there. You know, in times gone by, it's been right. Well. It's locked in stone that I will not list this house unless both parties are there and I have to flip through 27 pages. Like, you know, that's had its time and its place mm -hmm. and it's been effective to a degree. But what you've got to do now is, is read the play. You've got to read the play. And the thing about it is that if you can sit down and you can talk to people and, again, there's no easy way to do this. It doesn't matter what your age, what your experience in real estate or, or what have you. You've got to, look, do yourselves a favour, guys. Study the manual. Do not reinvent the wheel. Um, the, the manual is there and it works. It's proven. It's uh, in the field. Um, so, you know, there's a whole heap of great questions. If you go, like, through starting on page 150 in, 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 the, in the manual, the deep dive, um, but I think the thing is, you've got to have the ability to, um, as I said, read the play. And if, if people are not opening up straight away and they don't want to tell you about things, well, guess what? That is a sign 
that there is more happening behind the scenes. So when the people say that, oh, okay, so you are selling the house, terrific, and, um, you know, uh, where are you off to? We're not sure yet. Um, okay, well, don't push it because it might be that when you do the tour in the his and hers, um, you know, walk-in wardrobes, there's only clothes in one side or, you know, people <laughs> might have had uh, a sickness, an illness or whatever. So, you, you know, you've just got to be able to, as I say, read the play. But I like to sit down and then, um, you know, to, to ask some of those questions. And again, it, it's not every time, but sometimes it just feels like the right to say, well, look, guys, you know, and, and particularly um, uh, where you've, where you've had a relationship with the people in the past, it goes the other way. Don't assume. Don't assume that you've got the listing. Don't assume that they're right to list with Goldman First National. So learn scripts that work for you to find out where you're at. But the question of, so guys, just so we can use our time most effectively today, what are your expectations of um, today's meeting? And, um, you know, if you tell me what you're, you know, expecting to find out today, then I'll be able to move through this information quicker. I think the kit, um, Adam, I, I, I said to you uh, at Winning Ways that I've been guilty of not always using the kit in its entirety. Um, I'm determined to change that because after Winning Ways, I can see clearly that, you know, the whole purpose of the structure of this kit is to demonstrate to people that not all real estate agents are the same. You know, by the time you get to the end of the presentation, then I believe that if we've done it effectively, um, the commodity thinking uh, is sometimes just the people don't even realise it, but they went into that meeting perhaps thinking that all three of the real estate agents that they were getting in we're going to be the same. If you've presented properly, you know, left the landmines and, and so on and so forth, by the time you get to the, to the other end, they can already see your value. That's, that's, that's what I'm thinking now. But I think talking to people about why you have this folder there and why you have the laptop, like, you know, you've got to remember that for people that you're meeting for the first time, um, you know, they might have had a bad experience with real estate agents in the past, or they might have had someone that did that one hour and 26 minute presentation where they flipped through every page. So, you know, tell them what you're actually, um, you know, going to do, you know, explain to them, say, okay, guys, um, what, what's your expectation of where this meeting is going to head? Um, let me tell you what I'm thinking. You know, I've got some information here that I'd like to go through. Um, the other thing that I, I often talk about, and, it, and it, it's just um, brilliant with the way that the, um, the roadmap page is laid out and also, you know, which is replicated in the Winover folder. Um, I say to people, look, a lot of times um, real estate agents think that they've got to tell the owners a whole heap of information that they don't really need, you know, because they're already thinking that, you know, mm -hmm. what's all this crap? Um, and so, look, Correct me if I'm wrong, but most people, um, the whole entire reason that they are going to get a real estate agent out, and perhaps the reason that you've got me out here today, there's two questions that you want to know the answer, and they're both how much and how much. How much 
can I uh, expect to get you what your property is going to sell for and how much is it going to cost? Am I correct in thinking, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, um, that that's really what you want to know? And they'll always say yes. And, and, I, and I know that this is contained within the listing, you know. No, 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 no your, your the, version The is listing great. presentation. But, but I then sort of turn around and say, well, look, I just want to reassure you that you're going to have the answer to both of those, those questions. But there are a few other things. And at that stage, um, even, even um, where you're just doing the deep dive, I'll often have the Winover folder open or the first page. And mm -hmm. because it's it's leading you in as to whether or not they're ready for you to present. You said before about speed. Mm -hmm. And and I also think that by um, just showing the people what it is that you're there to talk about, you say, look, I'm definitely gonna see you. And they're positioned above each other, you know, um, in in that page. Yes. Price, um, price and the cost. cost. And say, look, I'm definitely going to get there because, Adam, that's what—that's all they want you to tell them. At yep. the end of the day, yep. you've got to point out to them why they need to know the other information. And so if, if at that stage there's ever any doubt as to whether or not it is a, a signature to be had or is this a listing presentation or what have you, this, the prospective seller's response to that, like if, if you open that up and they're like, whoa, they're just moving back away, like, hang on a minute, mate, we're not here for this, you know what I mean? Yes. Or if yep. they lean in and engage in that, then all of a sudden that just gives you a bit of an idea. And you can say, look, I know you want to show me around the house and I'm really keen to have a look. And that's another term or another phrase that you should incorporate, even if it's a basic little house out the back of Goulburn, out the back of Ipswich. Um, it doesn't have to be a palatial mansion with a tennis court and a pool um, for you to let those people know that you're really, you want to have a look around the house. I can't wait to get out and have a look in the backyard. Um, but, and, and so you're not going to bore them too much, I don't think. But if you just, just the, the little trial closes to some degree. You sort of, guys, what's your, what's your, um, expectation of today then you read the play there and say look I'll just show you this quickly before we go and have a look around the house because I'm really keen to have a squiz but I just want to show you what we're going to be going over today a lot of people are saying well mate all we really want to know is what you think the house is worth and how much it's going to cost I'm going to cover that off but there's some other stuff here so that's what I like to do sorry mate long answer no no I love it I love it because I, I think I think I can tie that in hopefully to, to what you were saying earlier. And I think that really does cover off probably what I wanted to get out of that topic with you, Baz, a couple of things, if I can. Um, you said a few times early on, don't be, don't be too scripted with what you're saying. But I think what the listener can, can take away from what you've just gone through there is you mightn't bring a lot of scripts to that conversation, but you are bringing a lot of structure to that conversation. You're very deliberate in specific things that you like to say at certain times, the the order in which you want to cover things off, what you're looking to get out of certain key questions that you're asking, how you're looking at the reaction when you're bringing out your, your listing presentation. And so I think that there's a lot of value in that for, for the listener understanding why we've got a, a listing presentation structured as a part one, part two and a part three, which we haven't got into today. But what we're trying to achieve 
out of those different points of the presentation. And then that's going to steer you in the direction of what are those questions and those second questions that I want to ask these particular people? And, and what, what's that going to reveal to me? Because if we're talking about the, the, the subject, obviously connecting with clients, but one of the key ways to connect with anyone is to talk to them of things that interest them and talk to things that are relevant specifically to them. So I love, I love so much of what you're saying there, but if I can borrow from before we, we wrap up this, this portion of our conversation, if I can, if I can borrow from what, how Trimmy actually closed off the winning ways uh, seminar last week, he spoke about the analogy, the bigger your base, the higher the pyramid. And he's talking about really focusing on your foundations of your career to make it a, a high, a high rise career. The, if you can really focus your base of your, your communication with these people early on in that relationship with good quality questions around them, what they're trying to achieve, what their goals are with their house, if you can really cement in some good foundations there, that is going to set you up, I believe, for a fantastic peak and why that peak, the metaphor I'm going through there is that relationship, that that huge base of information that you can collect, the questions you can ask, the answers that you give, that's going to set you up exactly for that for that peak relationship that you want to you want to have with these people so that you you do get the ability to win their business, represent them in their sale and get them, most importantly, the best result that is out there in the market. Oh, and mate, that's 100% correct. And um Mate, the, the whole thing is it's about them. It's not about us. Yes. And the ability to, you know, and this is study, right? You've got you to study the material. You've got to know your listing kit inside and out. You've got to know when you don't have a lot of time. You've got to cut to the chase sometimes. Read the people's body language. Find out what's going on. But if you don't ask questions, we talk about this in the diagnosis, right? Like, how, how are you going to know what it is that they're hoping to achieve from the meeting or what they're looking for in a real estate agent if you don't ask them? Like the, another, just a quick one, like I always think it's in, important to ask people, you know, we're asking them about the house, how long they've been there, blah, blah, blah. So tell me, how many properties have you guys sold in the past? You know, there's there's the answers to these questions are so important. So tell me about how did that go when you sold that place in such and such and your antennas go up because the place that they told you that they sold in the eastern suburbs of Sydney could be prime auction area. So tell me, tell me about how did that work? Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we can't wait for the auction, da 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 da. Or yeah, if you don't ask the question, you yeah. don't know where you're at. So you maybe that's a, a good a good place to, to wrap up, um, Adam, is that, that there's it doesn't have to be, you're not there. It's This is not a performance, all right? Yes, you've got to tell some stories, make them relevant. Yes, you've got to be professional. You've got to know your kid inside and out. But it's, it's not a performance. I mean, it, it is. A discussion, and it's it's not about us, okay? Most real estate agents, and most of the Jaffer agents, and the ones that want to get in there and sell auctions and vendor paid advertising, mate, that's when you need scripts. You know, when I was sitting in someone's house in Campbelltown in 1991 in the depths of the recession, and you know, the only way you could tell these houses apart was because they had different coloured letterboxes, and you know, 
two-thirds of the streets for sale and you're sitting there trying to convince someone whose house is worth $120,000 why they should spend $995, you know, vendor paid advertising to, you know, get competitive bidding, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's when you need scripts. So when the shiny agents come in, they're going to be there with an agenda and they're going to be like they know that they've been told by their boss that they need to get, you know, so many auctions or so many vendor paid advertising and all that sort of thing. So just be encouraged by that, that a lot of the competitors, they don't have the training that they've got, that we've got. They definitely don't have the kit. They don't have um, the resources. So they also don't have them. the agenda, though, like you're saying there, Baz. Their agenda is themselves. It's not the seller. They're, they're coming exactly in from a right. completely different perspective. Exactly right. And, mate, we're not, um, we're not here to talk about the, the full listing presentation, but just one little thing. I've just developed uh, uh, something that um, has started to work for me when we're going through the win over. Is I, I just say to people, look, see here where we're talking about methods of sale and, and what have you. Um, I, I just rule up a, a, a two columns and I say, do you know what I find a bit puzzling is that I, I've been over a, a lot of these different methods of sale and I keep coming up with um, the concept that there's more benefits to the seller, sorry, there's more benefits to the agent than there is to the seller. And again, we digress, but you know, if you're just making it a conversation and mm -hmm. I love uh, uh, John o, Michael Johnston and again, if Jerry, if no one, if no one's seen Jerry Maguire, then they certainly haven't seen Columbo. <laughs> you know, you go back and Google that guy as a detective from the seventies or the eighties or whatever. But sometimes it's okay to be a little bit vague when you're going through this. It's like a revolution. You go, guys, I'm having a look at these methods of sale, and I'm having a look at this. Do you know what I've worked out with this marketing, with this premier all stuff? I reckon there's more advantages to the agent than there is to the seller. And again, just a little landmine to, to plant. But the, the secret to that, obviously, is make it a conversation, make it relevant, ask the right questions, but most importantly, be yourself. Mm -hmm. And the most, um, the most uh, in, you know, well, the best listing presentations that I've ever done is, is, is when I'm totally comfortable. And the best way to be comfortable and confident, know your stuff and know your stuff and ask the questions. Love it. Love it, Baz. That's, that's phenomenal, mate. Thank you. Thanks very much for that. Excellent. No worries. Well, mate, thank you um, for the opportunity. Guys, thanks so much for, for listening to this episode. As always, uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to, to subscribe and listen along. Um, if you've enjoyed this conversation, I'm sure you enjoy the other conversations that we're having in the future. But speaking of conversations, uh, if you need any help day to day with the results that you're chasing on that specific day, take advantage uh, call the real estate, um, sorry, the Winner's Circle real estate hotline, which you as members have have access to, the details of which once again are on our website, thewinnerscircle.realestate to get that phone number. But coming up over the next four weeks, um, hosting that that hotline is uh, Steve Aitken from Aitken Real Estate in, uh, in Victoria, an absolute uh, legend when it comes to real estate sales. You've got Steve Harris, who is the sales manager of Brian Mark Real Estate also in, in Victoria. 
Uh, Jack, actually, I just realised all four of our next guests are all Victorian. So Jackson Wilson, who is a second generation uh, real estate agent, and him and his partner, Sarah, run a fantastic business in Geelong called Cardinia Property. So Jackson will also be handling the hotline and rounding out those four is Fergus Nutt from Wallamont and Nutt at Mount Martha. So um, some fantastic people there. If you've got questions to a specific result or saying that you're trying to get over the line on that day, whether it be a listing, a sale, a, a conversation with a seller, ring that hotline, get some um, get some fantastic sage advice from them. But sage advice, Barry, once again, thank you so much for your time today, mate. It's been an, an absolute pleasure to, to have you on the podcast. And I really think there's some great value there for, for our listeners and the members of the, uh, of the Winner Circle community. Good on you, Adam. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. And, uh, mate, again, congratulations to you and Pete and Trimmy for, uh, you know, the Winning Ways um, seminar um, just last week. Guys, um, those listening out there, when you get the opportunity to get along the Winning Ways this year, make sure that you do because um, we might have come up with a, a few uh, helpful things today, but it'll be nothing like those three days. So thanks, Adam, and uh, good luck to everybody. Thanks, Baz. Fantastic. Whoa.